Insider, the show that takes you inside the great Northwest Athletic Conference. Hear from student athletes, coaches, and administrators from one of the premier conferences in Division II. Now, here's your host, Rob Lowry. From Azusa, California to Anchorage, Alaska, and from Burnaby, British Columbia to Billings, Montana, welcome to this edition of GNAC Insider. I am Robert Lowry as we take a look around the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. And on tonight's episode, we'll have the opportunity to talk a little football later tonight with Victor Santa Cruz. He's the Azusa Pacific head coach. And the Cougars, they've got a big game at home this week taking on Humboldt State. We'll talk about that game with Victor Santa Cruz a little bit later in tonight's GNAC Insider. We're also going to talk volleyball tonight. Julia Mackey from Alaska Anchorage, their right side hitter. Their team, the Alaska Anchorage Seawolves, now in first place in the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. We're going to have the opportunity to talk to Julia about that coming up in just a few minutes on tonight's episode of GNAC Insider. And our first guest tonight is a cross-country runner with Simon Fraser University. Jennifer Johnson is her name. Jennifer, a very interesting story. She's a graduate student at Simon Fraser University. She has attended Oregon State. She's attended Swarthmore. She's attended Georgetown. She actually holds undergraduate degrees from Swarthmore and a master's degree from Georgetown. And Joining us now is Jennifer Johnson, Simon Fraser University cross-country runner. And Jennifer, we appreciate you making time for us tonight on GNAC Insider. And let's talk about that right off the top. You're a graduate student up there at SFU. What's it like running competitively and trying to take graduate classes at the same time? I would assume that's, that's, a, that's a tall order. Is that true? Hi, um, thank you for uh, for inviting me. Uh, yeah, it is um, it is definitely grueling, but I wouldn't have it any other way. You know, I was not um, was not on a team for the past two years while I was at Georgetown. I was just not even part of a club, training on my own and um, and doing the masters there. And now being here, um, this is a, a one year masters program, twelve months, so it's already very it, designed to be very intense. Um, and then adding back the, you know, the competitive team aspect of it, um, it keeps me busy, but it's great. When you're running competitively and running as well as you are, for example, you placed seventh in the women's 6K over at the UW Sun Dodger Invitational. When you're running at that high level, how long did it take you to get back into what you consider to be peak physical conditioning after you mentioned that you've had some time off? Uh, you know, I worked really hard this summer knowing that I was coming in to, um, to what was going to be a much more intense setting. Um, and I, I just generally like to, to keep as fit as possible. Um, so I felt well prepared coming into the season. Um, but really it's been an adjustment getting back to racing. I haven't raced in, in over a year and I haven't done a 6k in like three years. So, um, you know, Sun Dodger was like was a big wake up call, and um, and I'm really kind of just uh, right now training's going really well, but a lot of it, a lot of the challenges, learning how to race again. All right. Well, how is it that racing is different than just conditioning? 
What is different about that, and what is it about that that you have to relearn or, or once again learn? Well, racing is, you know, racing is all at once. You're you're putting it all out. Um, and certainly not in every race are you going to feel 100% where you can give the best effort that your body could possibly give. But, you know, in doing workouts, most of the time you don't go out to run absolutely what your capacity is. You do shorter pieces. You do multiples of them. You rate yourself and you practice what it feels like to be in a race. But nothing is really quite like racing. And, um, you, you know, you put yourself on the line in racing. Um, you, you put your heart on your sleeve in a way that you don't when you're training. Um, you put out the best effort that you can and you try to beat as many people as you can. And at the end of the day, sometimes you don't beat everybody um, that you thought you would. Sometimes you don't have a very good day. And other times, you know, you have a great day, but you come a close second and you would have wanted that win. And um, and so it's in addition to being more, um, more of a physical task, it's also, um, I'd say, much more, much more emotionally draining than just training day in, day out. I want to talk about how it is that you came to Simon Fraser University. You're a native of Corvallis. You stayed right there at home, attended Oregon State, then to Swarthmore, a Division three school back east, and then on to Georgetown, now up north of the border to Simon Fraser from your hometown down there in Oregon. What brought you to Burnaby, B.C.? Yeah, well, I will say that I didn't, um, I was never a, a degree-seeking student at Oregon State. All of my um, my credits there uh, were from high school. I went to Corvallis High School and um, and took French, English, and some anthropology there during my junior and senior year. Then I went and, um, and did, you know, my BA formally at Swarthmore. Um, you know, I, when I was at Georgetown, I was studying linguistics, um, which is what I did as an undergraduate. Um, but my, my research in linguistics was really, um, telling me that the the route I wanted to go, um, was towards international development. So foreign policy type work. And in that field, it is really, uh, valuable to have a credential that, um, that's kind of within the field, you know? So right now I'm doing a master's in international studies, um, concentration is international development. And, um, you know, having already had a master's, I was really looking for a one-year program. And I also knew that I had um, outstanding eligibility. And, you know, I had, I'd had injury problems um, when I was at Swarthmore, and I really felt like I didn't maximize my potential. And, um, and I knew Britt up here. I've known her since high school. I have a lot of respect for her as a coach and for the program that she runs. And so, you know, one day I just looked up, all right, Simon Fraser University, one-year master's, international development. And there it was, and, um, and I went for it, and, and I'm here now, and um, it, it's fantastic. I'm really, really pleased to be training with Britt. And you talk about your coach here at Simon Fraser and the respect you have for her. There's a, another coach in the Great Northwest Athletic Conference you probably have some respect for as well. His name is Mike Johnson. He's the head coach at Western Oregon, <laughs> and he's your dad. 
What's it like That's, running in a conference against the team that your dad coaches? It's great, honestly. Um, I am so excited to have my dad in the conference. You know, obviously, cross-country and track and field mean a huge amount to our family. Um, and and it's really been a special bond between my dad and I uh, to share this sport and our love for this sport. But I've been back east for the past five years, and um, except for the odd meet when I was home for winter break, and there happened to be a meet at Dempsey at the University of Washington before I had to go back to school, he hasn't had a chance to see me race, and my mom hasn't had a chance to see me race since high school. Um, and, it, and they really have supported me immensely um, in my running, even in times when it's been really, really challenging. And so to be able to be back in the Northwest and um, and share this experience with them and to be running well and let them see me running well is just really, um, really fulfilling. And I'm, I'm super excited about it. And in terms of, you know, Western Oregon being competition in, in the conference, um, you know, I have been around my dad's team um, for years. And I wouldn't say that I know the kids there um, as well now as I did, say, when I was in high school um, or even as an undergraduate because I had known some of the athletes in high school. Um, but, you know, but I know kids on their team and, and they're great kids. And I think that it actually just, you know, my dad and Britt get along really well. Um, and I think it just makes the bond between our schools um, better. And, you know, and we can root for each other and, and support each other um, and compete against each other as well. And, and that's the best. Well, Jennifer, you're going to be competing this weekend at the Western Washington University Classic on Saturday, so just a, a short trip over the border for you. And then, then at the Emerald City Open the following Saturday, good luck at both of those meets. Much success uh, the rest of uh, this year and into the future as well when you, uh, when you get into the international relations work that you talked about. Thanks for joining us tonight on GNAC Insider, and uh, hopefully we'll have a chance to talk again before the year's over, maybe during the track and field season. Sounds good. Thank you. Have a great Thank night. Thank you very much. You too as well. Thank you. Jennifer Johnson, Simon Frazier, cross-country runner there. And again, she'll be running along with the Klan this coming Saturday at the Western Washington University Classic there in Bellingham. Let's now take a trip around the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. In Ellensburg, Central Washington's head softball coach, Mallory Holtzman-Fletcher, was awarded the Mary Nutt Scholarship last week. The scholarship, presented by the National Fast Pitch Coaches Association, will allow Holtzman Fletcher to travel to the NFCA National Convention down in Las Vegas. That convention is going to give Holtzman Fletcher an opportunity to talk with some of the best coaches in fast pitch and help her develop new coaching strategies and also bring to light some innovative coaching philosophies. In Nampa, the Northwest Nazarene men's soccer team is ranked for the first time ever at the NCAA level. The 5-0 Crusaders, who were tied for first place with Seattle Pacific, are ranked 22nd by the National Soccer Coaches Association of America. NNU is also ranked third in this week's NSCAA West Region poll, two places behind conference rival Seattle Pacific, which tops the West Region and ranks sixth in the national poll. In Sun River, the Simon Fraser men's golf team took first place in the Division II Golf Week Fall Invitational. 
The clans John McCoddick and Brett Thompson tied for second in the two-day tournament, each shooting 300 par, while teammate Kevin Vigna also tied for fifth with a score of one over par. Western Washington participated in the Invitational as well, placing third overall. Senior Kyle Schrader led the Vikings, finishing in fourth place at two under par. And in Anchorage, Seawolves basketball guard, senior Travis Thompson, was named to the Division II Bulletin's Super 16 preseason All-American basketball team. Thompson finished second in scoring and three-pointers made in the GNAC last season, averaging 21.3 points per game while making 3.6 threes each game. Three other GNAC teams also earned top 25 honors in the Bulletin's preseason poll. Leading the GNAC in the polls was Western Washington with a ninth-place ranking, while defending conference champion Seattle Pacific was 22nd. The only women's basketball team to be ranked was Western Washington, which placed 15th in the poll. And don't forget, read all about the Players of the Week and Red Lion Team of the Week at GNACsports.com. Well, GNAC Insider is going to return right after this brief timeout. GNACsports.com is your 24-7 resource for all the latest on the great Northwest Athletic Conference. Schedules, results, standings, statistics, and more for all 11 GNAC members. Plus, catch live event coverage on GNAC.tv. When I first came to SFU, I thought I knew exactly what I wanted. When I got into my second semester, I suddenly wasn't so sure what I wanted to do anymore. So I started to explore a little bit. Archaeology, communications, history, even kinesiology. And then I decided to go on exchange to France for a year. I was an orientation leader for a year, became a community advisor in residence, helped start a choir. I even took a rowing course. After SFU, I have lots of possibilities of what I could do, but whatever I do, I know I'll be ready for it. And welcome back to GNAC Insider. I'm Robert Flowery. And from cross country, we're going to turn our attention now to volleyball, specifically University of Alaska Anchorage Volleyball, as Julia Mackey, the Seawolves right side hitter, is joining us tonight. Julia, we certainly appreciate you making some time for us on GNAC Insider tonight. You've got to be pretty excited. The uh, Seawolves beat Simon, uh, make that, uh, yeah, St. Martin's, I should say, and Western Oregon to move into first place in the GNAC standings. Is the team playing its best volleyball of the season right now? You know what? I think we're on our way to the best. I think we, each practice and each game, we take a little step forward, and that has been our goal from the beginning of the season. And so with each game, you know, we learn something, and we figure out what we can do even better, and that's what we're going to be playing at the end of the year, our best volleyball. You are the co-offensive player of the week in the GNAC conference this week. We talk about the team playing its best volleyball. Are you playing your best individual volleyball right now? Um, Yeah, I think it really, I mean, like you said before, we want to be playing our best team volleyball. And so that comes from each pass, each set, and each kill. And I'm out there just trying to do it for my team. I want to be the best for my team. And once we all are lining up and doing everything we can, it feels really good. Well, and let me ask you about this, because you have had to come back this year from knee injury. 
Talk a little bit about what you had to do to prepare to get ready for, obviously, a very competitive GNAC campaign. And where you are physically right now, are you back to 100%? Um, yeah, I think my vertical is back. Um, I know our team works really hard in the summer. We have a good conditioning program, and so that helps our mindset coming into season. We want every player to be ready, everyone as healthy as they can be and as strong as they can be. And so then once we come into season, we can focus on just volleyball stuff. And um, we've been really working hard on that and working as a team to be the strongest, be the healthiest out there. You were the GNAC Freshman of the Year a couple of seasons ago and all GNAC selection last year as well. When you look at your freshman year to your sophomore year coming back from the injury, where do you feel that you are as in terms of your development? Are you on pace? Are you a better player than you were last year and even as the GNAC Freshman of the Year a couple of years ago? I really think that playing each year has given me a lot of experience. I now know what the GNAC's like and that anything can happen in the GNAC. And so I think each year, you know, you figure out the players, you see a lot of returning players, and that helps you. And um, I've gotten a lot more comfortable playing at this level. It was hard as a freshman coming in, definitely at a higher level, because I grew up in Alaska and played here in my high school seasons. So I think that was really big when I first came, and now that I've gotten the experience and gotten the hang of it, I think it's it's just a great game to play here in GNAC. Well, and you you say you grew up in Alaska, which you did, obviously, but you grew up in mm-hmm. Fairbanks, and then you have come down to play at Anchorage. I did. did. Do you get some ribbing about that when you go back to Fairbanks? Yeah, but I think it's all, I mean, it's all fun. Um, Alaska has a little bit, or I guess I should say a little big uh, community, volleyball community. And so when I play in here in Anchorage and in Fairbanks, you know, I see my high school coaches, I see my club coaches, and you get to see all the younger players. Um, I don't know. I think it's a great, it was great growing up here and great growing up playing volleyball in Alaska. And I've got to ask you about playing in the brand-new Alaska Airlines Center. We uh, we did a little feature on that center a couple of weeks ago. What's it like playing in that brand-new arena and being the first volleyball team to have the opportunity to call that your home court? It's amazing. I mean, every day we still walk in there just amazed at what it's like playing in there. You know, we get to look every home game. We get a great crowd, great fans. The community is awesome. The environment's just vibing, and we love it. And so I think it's going to be really big to have Northwest Nazarene, Central, and Western all at home um, for the second half of GNAC just because we get our environment. We know how to play there, and it's just, I mean, it's amazing. And I hope that puts a little fear in them. You know, this is a huge arena, and we get to call it home. And do you feel like you have developed already? And You only played there a handful of games, but do you feel that you've already developed a home court advantage there in the Alaska Airlines Center? Oh, definitely. Um, I mean, our other athletes have been great at games, great. Uh, you can just hear them roaring in the crowd. And, uh, I mean, it gets packed there. And so once it gets pretty loud, you know that everyone's there ready to play and do their best. I know that you're majoring in engineering up there at UAA. What do you plan to do when your volleyball career is over? Um, Depends on what um, type of engineering I want to go into, but I definitely want to uh, keep pursuing engineering after that and figure out where a job takes me after that. 
just see what happens. I know that there are opportunities to play volleyball around the world. After your career there in Anchorage, would you like to try to play professionally at some point? Um, I think if the opportunity arises, um, I would be interested. But right now, I think after senior season, I'll be ready to go into my engineering career um, 100% focused on that. Okay. Well, Julia, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Continue success uh, the rest of the season. I'm looking forward to later this year getting up there and seeing that Alaska Airlines Center from what everybody has said. It is just absolutely spectacular, and I can't wait to get a chance to see it in person, and maybe I'll get a chance to meet you at that time. Yeah, definitely. We're excited to have you up here. Thank you very much. Julia Mackey from UAA, the volleyball team there. Good luck the rest of the year. Thank now, let's you. Take, thank you. Now let's take a look at what's happening this week in the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. In men's soccer, the top four teams are going to face each other this week capped off by conference co-leaders Northwest Nazarene and Seattle Pacific squaring off in Seattle on Saturday. The newly ranked Crusaders will travel to the fourth-place team in the conference, St. Martin's, while Seattle Pacific hosts third-place Montana State Billings on Thursday. The Yellow Jackets and Saints will also play each other on Saturday. In football, the top teams in the conference will also be challenging each other in conference play. Humboldt State, coming off a 53-0 victory over South Dakota Mines, is going to travel to Southern California to battle the 4-1 Cougars of Azusa Pacific on Thursday night. We're going to have a chance to talk to Victor Santa Cruz, the Azusa Pacific head coach, in just a couple of minutes. The Cougars' only loss this season came against Humboldt State in non-conference action back on September the 13th when the Lumberjacks racked up 288 rushing yards in their 30-10 victory. In volleyball, Seattle Pacific and Montana State Billings will have a challenging week as they travel to number 18, Northwest Nazarene, and number 23, Central Washington. The Falcons and the Yellow Jackets are currently tied for fourth in the GNAC standings with four and three records. Also, Julia Mackey, who we just talked to, her team and new conference leader, Alaska Anchorage, will have Thursday off before taking on their in-state rival and her hometown, Alaska Nanooks, on Saturday night. In cross-country, six of the ten GNAC teams will be competing at the 41st Annual Western Washington Classic in Bellingham on Saturday. The Simon Fraser women's team was a top GNAC scorer at the event last year, finishing second. On the men's side, Western Washington took the event with five top ten finishes, including current senior Nathan Richards' sixth-place finish. In women's soccer, conference leader and 19th-ranked Western Washington will travel to Western Oregon on Thursday and St. Martin's on Saturday to try to add on to its 5-0-1 record. The Vikings have only given up two goals this year and ranked tops in the entire nation in goals against average and shutout percentage. Well, that's a look at what's happening this week in the GNAC. GNAC Insider is going to come back right after this short timeout. Fall is in the air, and you know what that means. Fall and winter sports. With more than 40 hotels throughout the West, why not take a road trip with Red Lion Hotels and follow your favorite team? With plush pillow-top beds, free Wi-Fi, restaurants, and lounges, we want you to stay comfortable. Visit RedLion.com for the lowest rate guaranteed. Red Lion Hotels are proud supporters of the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Hit the road with us. Red Lion Hotels. There's always a Red Lion nearby. The University of Alaska Fairbanks. People come here from all over the world in search of something extraordinary. What they find is the ultimate true-to-life learning experience, where scientists find a never-ending data pool in every direction. 
where artists have no want for inspiration, where seekers become scholars and discoveries are made in the here and now. The possibility of greatness is closer than you think. The University of Alaska Fairbanks, naturally inspiring. Welcome back to GNAC Insider, the show that takes you inside the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Now, here's your host, Rob Lowry. And from volleyball, we now turn our attention to football. And uh, the game of the week this coming week may be this coming Thursday night when Azusa Pacific hosts Humboldt State down in Citrus Stadium in Glendora, California. And joining us now is Victor Santa Cruz, the head coach at Azusa Pacific. Coach Santa Cruz, thanks for joining us here tonight. And I tell you one thing, a quick turnaround for the Cougars. Saturday, a victory yeah, up at Central Washington. Now you get Humboldt State on Thursday night. No, it doesn't get any easier, does it, Rob? <laughs> That's GNAC football. Well, it's a quick turnaround. Talk about how the game came to be played on a Thursday night. Well, originally uh, it was being uh, being poised for the CBS game of the week, and uh, CBS had to pull out of that, and then they uh, wanted the um, Grand Valley game instead so uh, but the game because it was scheduled and he had to do in advance of the time of the stadium uh we ended up leaving it at the, at the thursday night so it's gonna be great though i think it's gonna be great for the fans it's gonna be great for uh college football just to be able to have a thursday night game it seems to be a bit of a trend uh, i think our student athletes are going to be real excited about it well yeah and i wanted to bring that up as well instead of playing on the traditional uh saturday for college football you're gonna kind of be the only game in town i would think on thursday night is that going to lead to a bigger crowd and maybe some increased media coverage too? I think so. I know this. Our fans are really excited for the game. I know the uh, the local media is uh, it, it definitely grabs their attention all the more so that the Friday news, they're going to be able to have a, a college football game to report. So it's great. I think it's great for our two schools to be able to play on up there on a, in one of the largest media networks, our media uh, areas in Los Angeles. You know, our two universities obviously are both playing great football, two great universities to get to play football on Thursday nights. It's an exciting deal. Now, earlier this year, you had one of the most exciting games that uh, that I can remember as you knocked off Grand Valley in overtime. You came off that game, you went up to Humboldt State, and you lost at that Humboldt State game. Was there any, when you look back on it now, was there any hangover from that big win on national TV? Uh, I probably, you know, as a football coach, I think you just you don't try to make any excuses at all. But it's, it, I think it's part of. Uh, one, just this team growing up to become the best team it possibly can. Uh, the Grand Valley State win, I think we're, we're really proud of it, and not just for our university, but also for our league. We, we, I think we're pretty proud to be an affiliate of the GNAC Conference, and we know this. It's a testament to the whole nation about how great this conference is and, and all the coaches that, that coach in it. I mean, there's so many quality coaches in our conference, and there's so many, so many quality football players. I think having that uh, victory over Grand Valley State uh, shows the rest of the country that this this conference out west is serious and then there's some very good football being played. When you talk about great football players, you don't have to look too far down your roster to find a truly great one, the all-time leading rusher in the Great Northwest Athletic Conference in Terrell Watson. Watson, another great game this past Saturday. Kind of a pedestrian game for him. Just 199 yards in the first half and 256. <laughs> he he Again, he just continues to be impressive. Is it fair to say that we're going to be watching this guy on TV on Sundays in the not too uh, not too distant future? Well, I think I think it's fair to say he's definitely a candidate for it. Um, 
whether or not he's playing is up to the NFL, what they look for. But as I've been in this business for quite a while now, uh, I know from the amount of uh, the scout attention he's getting from the from the next level, it's fair to say he's got a very good shot. And so now, uh, in the meantime, though, I know Terrell, he's excited just to, to be with his teammates, to not overlook what he has in front of him. Uh, he's very proud of this university. Uh, he loves his teammates so much. And, and I know this senior year, while half the season seems to be gone already, uh, yeah. you know, he's just trying to savor every bit of it. And, and so what I love about him is uh, every game is a big game to him. Every every day he gets to practice with his teammates, they're exciting. He, this is a young man who never takes a practice off. Uh, you know, right away, even after Grand Valley State, uh, he was at class at 7.15 in the morning and ready to go in the afternoon. And then the next week, I mean, he continued to practice. Never hasn't taken a practice off uh, since he's ever been since he's been playing for us. Victor Santa Cruz, the head coach at Azusa Pacific, uh, is joining us uh, on GNAC Insider tonight. All right. The big rematch Thursday night, you lost up there at the Redwood Bowl, Citrus Stadium. You get humbled coming into your place. What are you going to do? What are you going to do differently, I guess I should say, from uh, the first time? Well, hopefully we can be a team that can do something against them. I mean, the Humboldt State has been rolling this whole this whole uh, season. Uh, you know, offensively, they're explosive. I think offensively they have an identity uh, that is uh, that they know exactly what they want to do. That uh, they understand with their system how it's brand new uh, to them, and they know how to put the pieces together really well. So I think they're calling great play. And I think on the defensive side, uh, you know, they're playing with great passion. I think it's one of the hardest defenses uh, to crack simply because of their pure effort and what they do and what they strive to do. So on our on our side, I mean, obviously we're, we've got a pretty big challenge. We're, we're competitive. We're excited for the game. Um, they, uh, you know, Humboldt, you know, hand it to them. They've been a great, they've been a great opponent for everybody this whole year. And so uh, we're looking forward to play a great game this Thursday night. Are you looking for a high-scoring game? I'm looking for a game that is going to be one of the most competitive games uh, out there this whole this whole co- weekend of college football, and so I know this thing could go uh, high scoring, low scoring. Uh, I know this; it's just it's going to be competitive, and uh, you know I think that's where the fans of this area uh, are going to be ex- thrilled to be able to have a chance to watch that in person. And I also know those on the internet and the live feeds are going to really enjoy it too. I think that's where it comes again to uh, every week in GNAC play the fans get their money's worth and they get a chance to see some outstanding football. Well, they talk about any given Sunday in the NFL. I think any given Saturday in the GNAC, and in this case, any given Thursday, anybody can beat anybody. You've only been in the league now. This is your third year. But is the league top to bottom more competitive this year than last year and the first year? Oh, yeah, absolutely. The thing I see with the league is the the coaches uh, collectively do just such a great job. I think that, you know, every program in this in this league um, has got, you know, I've got head coaches that I, that I respect very much, and I believe their staff, uh, I know a lot of the guys on their staffs, they're, they're, they're outstanding people, and they're great competitive coaches. So from that, I think what's different than maybe other leagues, uh, we, while, while people will say they knock the size, the amount of, the amount of teams we have in our league, uh, I, I boast on the amount of quality coaches and quality uh, programs we have in this league. Uh, you know, there is a there there is just amazing football that happens, and if uh, you get a chance to watch a GNAC football game, you're going to enjoy it. It's interesting because I think the league is starting to get some of the respect it deserves, and I think a great deal of the credit goes to what you did against Grand Valley State on TV earlier this year. So, Coach Santa Cruz, congratulations on that big win. Uh, I guess you know where I'm going to be Thursday. I'm going to be watching the stream. 
uh, good luck in that game, and, and I hope it's just like you say. I hope it's a competitive game, and I hope uh, I hope it's an exciting one, and, and just like the first one you played on TV this year. Yeah, well, Rob, I appreciate the time having me, and appreciate all you do for GNAC football. Well, thank you very much, and uh, look forward to talking to you again in the not-too-distant future. Outstanding. Have a great night. Thank you, too. Thank you. Bye. Victor Santa Cruz, the head coach at Azusa Pacific, joining us tonight here on GNAC Insider. Well, we'll wrap up this episode right after this brief timeout. Remember, if you don't catch us live, listen to GNAC Insider over iTunes or at GNACsports.com. GNAC Insider will be right back. Western Oregon University. Small classes, research opportunities, and new state-of-the-art science facilities. Everything from biology and chemistry to earth sciences and criminal justice. Students have easy access to faculty who are invested in your learning. All the campus services practically guarantee your success. Start your science career now at Western. Learn more about the university where every student matters at wou.edu. Once again, thanks to our guests tonight on GNAC Insider. Thanks to Victor Santa Cruz, the head coach of the Zoos of Pacific. Thanks to Alaska Anchorage Volleyball standout Julia Mackey. And thanks to Simon Frazier, cross-country runner Jennifer Johnson, for joining us tonight here on GNAC Insider. Well, don't forget, we'll be back coming your way 7 p.m. next Tuesday for another episode of GNAC Insider. Until then, I'm Robert Lowry. You're now a GNAC insider. So long for now. You've been listening to GNAC Insider, an update on the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Remember to follow the GNAC through social media. To find us on Facebook or Twitter, search GNAC Sports and locate us on the web at GNACsports.com. GNAC Insider is a production of the Great Northwest Athletic Conference.